again, I want to welcome everybody here on this Christmas Eve. Hope you're excited to uh, spend Christmas with loved ones and family. I know I, I can't wait for that day tomorrow morning just to wake up and take it a little bit easy. Uh, we always find these times to be very stressful, don't we? Busy. Uh, always something to do on top of our already busy schedules. But one thing I think is important to realize that as Christians, we have a different understanding of what this time of the year really is all about, right? It's not about the gifts. It's not about uh, the presents. It's not about any of the extra things that the world makes it out to be. It's all about Jesus, our Savior. It's all about what he's done and coming to this world for us and to save us and to bring us that salvation. And so uh, as Christians, we can rejoice in the fact that we, we, can't, we don't let this time of season take our joy or steal our joy or, or rob our peace because he is our peace. And, you know, it may be called the greatest time of the year, right? But not for everyone. For many, it's a very stressful time of year, right? Uh, actually, a recent survey said that... Uh, it may not be the most wonderful time of the year because most Americans get stressed out during this time. In fact, get more stressed out than even paying taxes during tax season. And so the stress comes. In fact, there was a survey of 63% of uh, adults responded in a nationwide survey and called the holidays more stressful than anything else in life and said that most of the time it takes weeks to recover from the stress of the holidays. And that's what not, it's not what it's about. It's truly about this kind of time where we gather together as family, where we gather together as the body of Christ, rejoicing in our Savior. It's about Jesus. Oh, it's nice to give gifts to one another. It's nice to show that love and compassion to each other and say, hey, I thought about you and here's a gift that I want you to enjoy because of our love for each other, but don't get stressed out about it. And no matter what, even with Jesus, we can get stressed out. You know, if any of you went shopping yesterday, you realize there's no parking spots. The lines at the grocery store are very, very long. I mean, if you ever drive by the dump down here off of Sunset, I mean, yesterday was one of the longest lines I've ever seen. And that isn't even after Christmas yet. So it's a stressful time of year, but for Christians, our focus is on Jesus. And I think that's what I want to talk about this morning. I'm going to have us look at the two different stories. We're going to be in Luke chapter 1 and in Matthew chapter 1. So hopefully you have a Bible. If you want to, we're going to turn to Luke first, Luke chapter 1 first. We're going to look at the two stories of how these angels showed up to both Mary and Joseph. And, you know, Every year I kind of pray and ask the Lord to show me something, real, reveal something to me. And this year it was all about God with us. You know, we're going to see that in Matthew's gospel where uh, Jesus is uh, the Messiah, the born child of Mary and Joseph is going to be called Emmanuel, God with us. And how important that is, isn't it? That God truly is with us. That God is with you in and during the times of your life. And so we're going to look at that. Um, you know, most people's biggest regret after the holiday is not taking time to just chill out and relax, right? To truly find those times where we can just rest and be at peace. My prayer for us, whether it's tonight, whether it's tomorrow, is to just be at peace with God. Be at peace with your loved ones. I don't know what your plans are, I don't know who you're going to be spending that time with, 
but make sure you do spend time with Jesus because he came to have a relationship with you. And that's what's really important. And so that's what we want to look at. Um, and so it's easy for us to get caught up in the craziness of this season. Uh, when our focus is off, you know, the enemy wants to keep us busy so that we don't remember what Jesus has done. So we don't focus in on that. See, for me, growing up as a child, I was never told that Christmas was about Jesus. You know, I was always told, you know, Santa Claus is watching you, you know, make sure you're good all year long. So, you, so Santa will bring you gifts. And that was kind of the idea. We wanted to make sure we behaved so we got rewarded at the end of the year. And, and that's fine and well, and I'm sure uh, parents use that to help keep their kids in order. But wouldn't it be more impactful if we taught them to have a relationship with God? To have a relationship with Jesus and being obedient to him and trusting in him would bring blessings in our lives other than a Santa Claus? Now, I, I say this, you know, Santa Claus isn't evil. Santa Claus came from St. Nicholas, um, uh, I forget what year it was, but it was, uh, in the, it was in the fourth century. He was a man who gave gifts to people, to the poor, to the needy. And it was that giving spirit that kind of brings about what Christmas time really is. But our focus cannot be on Santa. It must be on the love of Jesus Christ and God sending him to us. See, everyone needs to know Christ. And Christmas time is a reminder for us to bring Christ back into our lives. Hopefully you have him in your life the entire year, but now is the time to be reminded, how can I spend more time with God? So in Luke chapter one, we're gonna pick up in verse 26 and read this account of the angel coming to Mary. And it says in verse 26, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Can you imagine? Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, uh, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived in her, a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for who? Her who is called barren. For with God, Nothing is impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. There's two things that really draw my attention to this story uh, this year. And that is the presence of God 
in Mary's life. You know, the angel says, you are blessed among women. The Lord is with you. And that's what we want to be as believers is making sure people know that the Lord is with us. And here, this this announcement to Mary that she is gonna bring forth the Messiah must have been very overwhelming for a young girl, young Jewish girl. And to understand that when Gabriel shows up and starts speaking to you, I think we'd all be a little bit concerned, wouldn't we? But Gabriel looks to her and says, don't be afraid, Mary. And, and, and in fact, if you go to Matthew chapter one, we're gonna read the story of how Joseph uh, is, is spoken to by an angel of the Lord. Very similar response. And I wanna read this before I get too much farther into this idea of being afraid and God's presence. In Matthew chapter one, verse 18, it says, now in the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, here it is, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. Again, in both of these stories, the thing that kind of jumped off the story for me this year was do not be afraid and God with us. I want to say for all of us, it's easy to be fearful in life. It's easy to be overly concerned of things that are happening in the world around us and in our own personal lives, whether it's financial, whether it's relationship between someone, you and a friend, or maybe someone in your family. There is a lot of stress in life. And it's easy to be afraid of the unknown. It's easy to be afraid of what might happen next or what might not happen next. But in both of these stories, the angel, both Gabriel and the angel of the Lord, tell Mary and Joseph, young, <laughs> young in age, for, for their, their lives were, uh, probably didn't have a lot of experience with walking with God. And they said, both of them said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Mary was afraid. She's speaking to an angel. If you've ever spoken to an angel, it'd be a fearful thing. And what a message. You have been chosen to bring forth the Messiah. You have been chosen to bring forth Jesus, the Son of God, who will take away the sins of the world. It would have been overwhelming to them. But what both of them say, both of the angels say to both Mary and Joseph is, God is with you. To Mary, the Lord is with you. You are highly favored. And to to Joseph, it's a reminder. He will be called Emmanuel, God with us. My friends, The presence of God in our lives helps cast away all fear, doesn't it? 
When you know the Lord is there, when you know the Lord is near, there is no fear. This is the trust that we must have in this world. See, it's important for us to know that Christ is with us and with our loved ones. It was at Christmas time that my mom passed away in 2011. It was at Christmas time she gave her life to the Lord in 1995. So Christmas time brings joy, but also brings sorrow to me. I rejoice in the fact that my brother and my mother are in the presence of the Lord right now. I miss them. But because of God's presence in my life, because of what God is doing in my life, I, have, I live at peace, knowing one day I will see them again. And in order for us to understand that Jesus came as a baby to live a perfect life so that he would die on that cross so that but with us putting our faith and trust in him, we can live at peace even in the midst of turmoil, even in the craziest time of the year. So where is your relationship with God right now? Are you living close to the Lord? In Isaiah chapter 41, it says this, fear not for I am with you. Isn't it interesting that the prophet Isaiah speaking to the children of Israel in this instruction says, fear not for I am with you. Many believe that this is an actual command to the children of Israel. And I would say it'd be a command for all of us. Fear not because God is with you. You will fear not if God is with you. Remember young David standing before giant Goliath, right? He wasn't afraid. Why? God was with him. He knew that the Lord was with him. And then when God is with you, you can, will not be afraid of man. So trusting in God. For this young couple getting this remarkable news, they needed to know God was with them. When you're going through stressful moments in your life, isn't it nice to know that God is there? When God whispers in your ear, I'm here with you, right? I mean, many verses. I'm gonna share a few. Matthew 28, verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, Jesus said. In John 13, or 16, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Jesus did that for us. And then finally, in Hebrews, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The presence of God in our lives, especially at Christmas time, can help us deal with the stresses of life. Can help us deal with this thing called the life that God has given to us. So if you're stressed this morning, and I hope you're not, I hope you're at total peace, I hope you're having an amazing Christmas, I hope you can't wait to be with family and it's gonna be wonderful. But please, and this is why I have this set, please take time to sit down and to enjoy this time so that we don't get in the new year and go, boy, am I glad Christmas is over because of stress. Cherish this time. This is a time for us to make traditions as families. Maybe you have traditions that your family does every single year. 
And this is so many years ago, and I have a bad memory. The fact that I still remember this shows me that it's dear and near to my heart. At Christmas time, myself, my mother, and my brother used to set up our fake Christmas tree because my brother was allergic to real trees. Almost. So we would set up the Christmas tree. It all back then, it wasn't as easy as they are today. They are, I love pre-lit Christmas trees. Man, whoever invented them, pat on the back there. We'd set up the tree, Bing, Bing Crosby Christmas records, records playing in the background, you know, with all the scratchiness. I love those Bing Crosby's. Every time I hear it, it takes me right back. My mother making cookies, making, it was just such an amazing time. And the tradition, that was something we did as a family. We enjoyed that time. It's so easy. It, these days we can, oh, I got to put the tree up. Oh, I got to decorate. Oh, I got to put lights on the house. Oh, all these things. I got to make cookies. I'm so thankful for Pastor RJ. He loves to cook and make cookies. We got cookie, right? Who else? Amen to Pastor RJ. And Sarah and, and James and Sandra, all those that are gifted, Paula and Gary, are gifted in bringing us those treats that we don't have to make because we don't have time to do it. Make traditions, guys. Do me a favor. And I try to do this as well. Stop on tomorrow morning before all the, the craziness happens. Spend time with God. Some of the most intimate interactions we have with each other are what? Around a cup of coffee, right? Here. How many of us call our friends and say, hey, want to meet up this week for a cup of coffee? What is it about coffee? And, and, and meeting at coffee houses, right? I don't know who made coffee houses popular, but these days they're packed, right? Even many of the holiday shows are filled with people gathering around with coffee cups or hot chocolate. What really gets me about the Hallmark Channel is they never put any liquid in the coffee cup. Have you, anybody noticed this? Or is it just me? It's like they come out with two cups, they hand it to a hot cup of coffee, oh, thank you, and they do that. It's like, if that's a hot cup of coffee, you're not gonna drink it like that. It's like, put some water in it, it looks fake. Why do I share that? Because I don't want your time sitting with Jesus to be fake. I want it to be real. I want it to be genuine. I want you to sit down tomorrow morning and spend time. God, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for my family. Thank you for whatever. Listen, I know there's stresses. I know there's, you know, we get overwhelmed with how we're gonna pay for all these things. I get the stress of it. But if we focus on Christ, He's the one that brings us that peace. He's the one that reminds us, you know what's more important is for me to just sit and enjoy this time with friends and family and loved ones. God with us. Guys, what I love about the beginning stories with Mary and Joseph is what was important to tell this young couple was that God was with them. We need to remind each other that God is with us. Jesus came, I wrote it down. Jesus came to us Listen, so that we would come to him. We have complete and total access to Christ. We just have to choose to come to him. I want to read a poem. It's a Christmas letter from Jesus. It says, when you look for me at Christmas, you won't need a special star. I'm no longer just in Bethlehem. 
I'm right here where you are. You may not be aware of me amid the celebrations. You'll have to look beyond the stores and all the decorations. But if you take a moment from your list of things to do, to close your eyes and say a prayer, I'm waiting here for you. You're the one I want to be with. You're the reason that I came. And you'll find me in the stillness where I'm whispering your name. Jesus wants more than anything in your life just to spend time with you. He doesn't want, necessarily want you to do anything. He doesn't want you to be anything. He just wants to be with you because he knows if you spend time with him, that will impact your life. People that are with Jesus are confident people. People that embrace the Savior at Christmas time. Like I said, my brother and my mother received Christ at Christmas. And for that, I am so thankful that on a Christmas Eve service in South Florida, they both walked forward and gave their lives to Christ. Christmas time is that time where we, where we remember what really matters about this time. And it's about connecting with each other. We gather together as a church to celebrate Christ. We gather together as family and as friends to celebrate who Jesus is and to celebrate that togetherness. Tomorrow morning, take time, grab your cup of coffee, a real one. Sit down in your favorite chair, wherever. Talk to the Lord. He wants to be with you. The rest, everything else will be blessed abundantly when you focus on Christ first. And just say, Lord, thank you for coming to save me. Thank you for coming to the world to help me. Because here's the reality. Perhaps the greatest present you will open this year will be God's presence in your life. And did you notice? Is it, is it, where did I have it? It's in Luke. Back in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, I'm going to read again. You don't have to turn there. For with God, nothing will be impossible. I don't know about you, but I need God to do some impossible things in my life. And if we spend time with him, I believe his presence will reveal to us his heart for us, his will for us, and his blessings in our life. So start off with a prayer. Read the Christmas story with your family. Be reminded of why this time of year is the most greatest time of the year. It's not because of the presence. It's because of Christ. It's because of the baby Jesus. So this year, read the story. Pray with your family. Enjoy and make great memories. Family traditions are so absolutely amazing. I can remember this last thought before we close. Christmas Eve, when I was a kid, was always about going over to Grandma and Grandpa's house. And their three-foot Christmas tree that sat on a table. The dinner with the aunts, the uncles, the cousins. I mean, it was so long ago. I can remember when our family got the very first, their very first video recorder. When you turn the light on on the recorder, it was like the sun was turned on in that living room. It was the brightest thing. I still have to ask my father where that video is. 
But those are the things that matter. Those are the memories that your kids will respond to in, the, in years to come. So make sure it's about Christ. Make sure you're telling your kids it's about Jesus and we thank him for the blessings that he gives to us. I hope you have an amazing Christmas. I hope you have an amazing time spending it with the Lord and with your loved ones. And let's see 2024 be the year that God does the absolute impossible in our lives. Spend time with him because he wants to spend time with you. 